Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the locker room, and thank you for tuning in to this late, this late podcast this evening, being recorded on a Friday. So happy to you all for whenever you find it. And let's just sh- should we hop in? Uh, I don't. I don't have any really big title tattle for this evening, but. I do know something about UFC 284 going down in Perth, Australia. If you don't know, now you know why it's not been getting the biggest and best of promotions. All of us hardcore fight fans, we know what is going on here. We have Islam Makachev taking on Alexander Volkanovsky. Islam being 23 wins, one loss in the UFC, while Volkanovski being 25 and 1 with that one loss coming early in his career uh, outside of the UFC. And this main event is special for a lot of reasons. It's being pumped up for a lot of reasons. Some um, can argument more than others. One being, yes, Alexander Volkanovski is the number one power for pound fighter currently. Um, in the UFC out of all of mixed martial arts, just in, in fighters in general. I don't care if you're a kickboxer, boxer, M- M- if you're an MMA fighter, you're the best in that division across everything because you just use everything you would in a fight. So he rightfully does deserve that number one pound for pound contendership right next to his name. Islam, on the other hand, I'm not too sure about this number two pound for pound next to his name. Uh, yes, uh, he did just beat Charles Oliveira for the light heavyweight championship. Yes, he's on a 11-fight win streak, and that is so, so impressive. But if we look at it, uh, n- number two is a bit of a stretch. His last one being against Charles. Before that, Bobby Green, Dan Hooker, uh, Tuaigo Moses, uh, Armin Sarukian. And some, who, Armin Sarukian, by the way, is an amazing, talented fighter. And I believe he will be top five. Uh, he's going to get a top five opponent with his next fight, so watch out for that guy. But I think it is more so just a victim of circumstances why he is uh, the number two fighter. U- Kamaru Usman was in that top five for a while, and then he did drop off after they lost to Leon Edwards. Same with Israel Adesanya, and then Francis Nugano being gone. It kind of leaves no one else to really fill that position that Islam Makachev has. Um, so he, he's filling the spot essentially because of those victim of circumstances. And, and that's why we have him currently at the number two, but I believe we all could agree going from not ranked in the pound for pound, uh, not ranked at all in the top five or top 10 pound for pound rankings before the Charles Oliveira fight. And then after defeating him in very spectacular fashion, just kind of walk through him. Jumping from unranked to number two is kind of unheard of. It is kind of a stretch. I will agree to that. But they just really want to promote this fight as a number two or as a number one guy. Because number five guy versus number one doesn't really eh, sell on paper. The double champ status does. The double champ status of them both being champions sells quite well. But they really want to sell this to the public which i believe they are doing as of right now a fantastic job you guys can catch them all on youtube they're dropping a lot of interviews a lot of just um behind the scenes a lot of embedded videos from the ufc which are just fantastic and spectacular to watch so overall 
So with all that being said, what are the keys to victory for these two champions? Islam Makachev from Dagestan, the uh, protege of Khabib Nurmagomedov, and just really setting the world ablaze with all of these Dagestan fighters coming out of Russia. Islam Makachev, his game plan, as we all know, he wants to take Volkanovski down and submit him. That is the game plan. They revealed it shortly after winning the championship against Charles Oliveira, that that was going to be the game plan versus uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. They're going to try to get close and uh, use knees to tie clench him, knee him to the body, and then take him down, make him tired, and then submit him. That is very straightforward, relentless pressure, relentless pace going forward, essentially making the other person tired because – that's how it goes right a lot of fighters a lot of just moments we have people where they we do talk a big game we want to amp ourselves up but man when you are tired when you just don't have anything uh anything left in the tank and you just want a second to get a breath of fresh air and you can't you're not thinking about anything else besides getting out of there besides giving up besides going home do I believe Alexander Volkanovsky is going to be doing that? Uh, no, he does not have that quit in him. We have seen it time and time again. He has defeated Max Holloway three times, which is amazing. He has victories over Chad Mendez and Jose Aldo. Also has a win over Brian Ortega and the Korean Zombie. And if you had any notion of Alexander Volkanovsky have any quit in him, you go back and watch that fight. It looked like it was all over for Alexander Volkanovsky in that third round. He was hurt. He was choked out. He was getting, just bleeding, gasping for air. After the fight, he said the thing that just kept him going is he was thinking about his kids. It was fully locked in. And Brian Ortega, he is one of the best, if not the best, submission artists in the 145-pound division. And when he latched that on, and he even even goes on record in multiple interviews before that fight, Brian Ortega's best submission hold is the uh, is the guillotine. That's what he had Alexander in. He had it one hundred percent locked in for about twenty seconds, and Alexander Volkanovski still managed to get out of that submission hold. Is that gonna mean a lot when it comes to fading? Uh, from facing a 155-pound champion, from going up and 10, going up 10 pounds, which is a lot, which is a lot. Is it going to mean a lot? I don't know. Really don't know because we are having two fighters that do not have any quit in them. We have not seen a hint, a glimmer, a picogram of quit in any of these two fighters. And this one is so extremely hard to to call right from the get-go. And my prediction for this is I do believe just because of their will, it's going to go to decision. I don't see a finish coming, I believe, by that. I believe it's going to be very, very high pace from the first round all the way up to the fourth. And then I believe the fatigue is going to set in on both fighters on the fifth. And... I believe Islam Makachev is going to slightly edge him out due to points. I think he's going to try to submit him, but it's not going to be able to happen. And just because of the weight difference, they were both in the same weight class, it would be a different story. And another factor that does, not kind of, but 120% weighs in Alexander Volkanovsky's hand is that 
Alexander is shorter. He is much, much, much shorter than Islam Makachev. I think he's five foot six. That is that is insane for 145 pounds with his reach, which is longer than Islam Makachev, which is very interesting. But I, what can I say? This is probably going to be the hardest one to break down. Uh, going to have the review episode. I want to say it's going to be up early. I want to say Tuesday or Wednesday. Bruce will be back on that one. We're going to call it in. We're going to review the whole card from top to bottom. So make sure you guys tune into that one. If you guys have not already, uh, please uh, like, give a subscribe button, and check out the Twitch channel if you guys are into gaming. I do a lot of gaming on my podcast. I mean, not on my podcast, but on my Twitch channel. You can follow me. That's uh, Taj Mahal. T-A-H-J space M-A-H-A-L, like the building over in India, the Taj Mahal. Find me on there. Uh, usually play some games and stream in the mornings during the weekdays. And everything else, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. And like always, I will catch you guys next time. Peace.